This is a sports podcast. I'm Yosef Nasser, joined by Harry Liao. What's good in the hood? No Tony Garcia for this pod. Armand Tendravi will be joining us momentarily. Last week, Harry, we did our Eastern Conference preview. Um, and today we're going to jump right into our Western Conference yeah, preview. Yeah, the Varsity. Now, varsity Conference. We're taping this on a Monday. This is our second podcast that we've taped today. Back-to-back, back, baby. We've been active back-to-back back indeed. This will probably go up on Tuesday morning right before NBA season, and it's your favorite time of year, isn't it? It really is. And, yeah, you know you know the work ethic. Two-a-days. We definitely wanted to, uh, to get this out of here before uh, the game's tomorrow because the Western Conference is playing tomorrow. Definitely. Pelicans, Lakers, Clippers, those are three of the most watchable teams this year. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it was a good call to tape this podcast, have it up for the folks on Tuesday morning, uh, maybe late Monday evening. Got to give the people what they want. Got to give the people what they want. So just a reminder, this exercise, Harry, Armand, and Tony sent me a list of their teams in the Western Conference ranked 1 through 15. They don't know who each other picked. I averaged that list, and including a list of, including my own, averaged those lists, and it came up with a composite score. So we're going to go from 15 to 1. And this is for the regular season, if you guys This is for the regular the, season. The Eastern Conference one. Exactly. This is for the regular season. We're going to go 15 to 1. Muse on each team. Armand will be joining us momentarily. Um, let's start. Some big news, actually. Let's start with uh, Jalen Brown re-upping for... Four years, $115 million. DeMontis Sabonis, four years, $80 million. We'll get to the other contract extensions as we go through those teams. But what do you think about Jalen and DeMontis re-upping with their teams? Well, which one were you most surprised by? I thought DeMontis. I didn't think they'd give him the Me money. Me neither. Um, I mean, we mentioned it before we did the our NFL pod this mm-hmm. morning. Like, I, I was floating it out there. What do you guys think he's going to get traded to? Sabonis? Mm-hmm. I figured, you know, maybe it wouldn't happen until the end of the year or next summer. But I figured that he was going to get traded just because uh, – some of the quotes, he's, some of the things yep. he's been saying in the media about like, hey, I know my value. This team obviously doesn't. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I was definitely surprised. I think the Sabonis one is much better value. For sure. Obviously, it's what it's 20, 20 a year, twenty a year basically. Yep. Um, Just under eighty million over four. And uh, you know, Jalen Brown is. Uh oh, speak of the devil himself. Straight back here for marriage counseling. Armand is back. We were just talking about the uh, Sabonis and uh, Jalen Brown contracts. He's got some NBA housekeeping out of the way before he jump into the West. Um, I think the, the Jalen Brown one, we had a little little bit of like discourse. I wouldn't call it a debate. We, just, we were going back and forth a little bit about is he actually a productive NBA player or not. Um, I think you are sort of like, forgive me if I'm wrong, he's a little more league average. I'm lukewarm. Yeah. Lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think he plays hard. He's not like a Wiggins to me. He plays yeah. hard. Um He's shown that he can shoot it a little bit defensively. I think he'll end up being a plus. It's he's just a slight plus already. A very slight, slight plus. Very slight plus. It's just offensively in the half court is where my concern is. Extremely limited. Him. Very limited player. But um, I think that the, the the hard thing about evaluating any from anything from that last from last season is that it was just such a shit show. Mm. It was such a train wreck from like really week one that it's it's hard to even get any. I mean, what what do you do with Tatum's last year? Yeah, Tatum right. completely plateaued. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I know you think he's going to have a breakout. Year I think this he's year. a monster. Mm. So you know, and you you know, you mentioned also before the pod about how Brown's stats from two years ago were actually <laughs> per thirty six. You know, mm. comparable to Paul George. Uh, that's a that's an old Bill Simmons. Shout trip. out to the Podfather. The Podfather, indeed. Um, Demontis Sabonis. I mean, he doesn't fit next to Turner. I don't think. I think they're going to try playing him at the power forward, playing Turner at the center. But ultimately, that's a tradable contract. So I, mm-hmm. I like the value there. When you um, talk about Boston, he'd be a great fit in Boston. I mean, he'd be a great fit anywhere. Um, Pretty with much. With his passing, his high post passing, yeah. playmaking. Um, he can shoot it from the mid-range. 
Um, There's not a lot of guys that can do what he does, which is on one possession he can just put someone in the rim. Yeah, he if can. You're smaller, absolutely. Than. And on another one he can thread like a like a tight like Joe Kim Noah pass from like 12 feet to Turner mm-hmm. for for a dunk, and it's like who's packaging that all in one? Maybe three or what four about other the rebounding guys? members? The I rebounding think, is great too. Yeah, and I think that his concerns defense his limitations defensively a little bit overstated. I think he's a really good player. I Me like too. that contract. Um, Jalen Brown, we'll see. I, I think, as you've mentioned, it's just protect the asset, get him under contract, and uh, yeah. you know we'll see if he has some more developmental upside. So we've got the list in front of us. We've explained what we're doing here. Um, number 15, uh, the Woo. team we've got is the Memphis Grizzlies. Now they take John Morant second overall in the 2019 draft. 2018, they took Jaron Jackson at four. Um, their starting lineup projects to be something like Ja, Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder, Jaron, and depending on whether they want to bring Valanciunas off the bench or, uh, you know, if they want to start Brandon Clark, uh, you know, they also have uh, Bruno Caboclo. Two years away from being two years away. I think we're in year six now, so that's good on Bruno. And then Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, three years left on that contract that he inked last offseason. Grayson Allen they bring over from Utah. Tyus Jones, pretty low on this team. Um, Harry, you're the lowest at 15. Armand, you're also 15. I've got them at 14. Tony had them at 13. Um, what do we make of the Grizzlies? They're just not ready yet. I, I really like a lot of the pieces on this team. This leads me to the, like, the first thing I want to talk This list was so hard. Incredibly hard. I don't know about for you, but for me and Yost, this list was super hard. Very like, hard. You know, before I did it, I, I, thinking about the Grizzlies, I was like, yeah, I like this team. And then you go through the West, and you're like, they're going to finish close, very, very close to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like guys, like, I love Ja. I think Jaron's going to have a big year. I love Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks can shoot the lights out. I mean, you compared him, Armand, to like a, a Buddy Heald. He can format. shoot. He, he can really shoot it. He's got a ratchet. I, I don't know about it. I think Buddy Heald's a little bit of hyperbole, but he, he can I mean, that's what Armand it. does, baby. But I'm a huge sucker for the uh, Week 17 NFL, like, backup quarterback, Matt Flynn, throw seven touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, a couple guys in the NBA that did that at the end of last season. Was it last season that Grayson Allen, like, had a yeah, monstrous yeah, yeah. game? Flamethrowers. I'm all in. <laughs> I want to see Grayson more. Dude, I actually think he's a good player. I, he plays with swagger. Be- kick people i want him to do all of it i don't care get this, him draymond uh get all the dirty players on one team hell yeah that'd and be fun this is going to be the probably the trendy like hipster pick for like league, league pass league, league pass, pass alert team yeah uh i think people are going to have their eyes bleed watching too much of them but it i'm i'm <coughs> for watching john and uh Triple Triple J is that his nickname yet? Because it should be. I, I, I think. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay, it, it's one of those like lukewarm it. like Durantula, Like yeah. We yeah. Can do better. Does he have a nickname? Because he nah. needs a nickname. Well, right. it, it'll it'll organically happen. Mm-hmm. Michigan State man over here will come up with. Yeah, it yeah. Tony Tony will input. I yeah. think John Moran, his combination of passing genius and I athleticism, he he's incredible. I mean, I I floated this out to you. You know, I got rejected as a top five ball handler, but you were able to concede that he's probably in that top ten. And just some of the things he does is special. And his vision is is nuts. Whatever. I don't know in the half court how he's going to look. You know, there there will be nights where it gets a little clunky, but I, I just like this team long term. Brandon Clark, where they got him, he was a steal. I, I think Brandon Clark should have been a lottery pick. Um, you know, he he doesn't fit the mold of you know the prototype big, but it doesn't matter. I, I just think the guy's a freak athlete. He's yeah, he's got a seven hundred inch vertical. It's ridiculous. Super productive in college. Um, I, this team. They obviously need some wings, you know, as they progress forward. But, um, you know, I, I think this is a team that their fans have something to watch, which hasn't been the case. I'm going to watch them. It's going to be fun. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I got those guys on my fantasy teams. Nobody cares about your fantasy, though. Talk about teams that are watchable or unwatchable. Next up are the Thunder. Um, so Chris Paul, um, SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander coming over in the Paul George trade. We don't know if they're going to start Truder, if they're going to start Ferguson, if they're going to start Hamadou Diallo. Um, Gallinari is on this team. Steven Adams is on this team. Um, I was the lowest on this team. I, I had them at 15. Tony had them as high as 12. Armand at 14. Harry at 13. Uh, what do we think about the Thunder, Armand? Well, I thought I was going to be the lowest on them, so I'm surprised you had them lower. But um, the reason I had them so low is just because I don't see where the offense is going to come from. And if you, if the answer is Chris Paul, Chris Paul is you can't not get by efficient in the modern NBA. And then um, Gallinari. Gallinari looked like he was literally scrapping to, like, claw his body to every game day for the Clippers last year because that Clippers team had so much heart, and he didn't want to let them down. He just, when he walks. Him. What's he a Nick? Always like, a Nick. He looks like he's, like, about to, like, he looks like looks he a little Zion Williamson Charles Barkley. Yeah, that 60-year-old man limp. The waddle. When he walks. And, by the way, looking at their depth chart, if he goes down, and this They're was fucked. my point to you, Mike Muscala looks like, uh, if unless they want to put Noel there or they want to go small ball, that is scary because yeah. I watched a lot of Muscala last year. He like, sucks. He was a six year before yeah, Lakers, right? So, yeah, I mean, you've seen Muscala. Underwhelming. Underwhelming is a nice way to put it. And, I mean, I love Shea. Shea can play. My point to you was if Devin Booker, as the number one guy on a team in the West, can only win, what, 20, 20 games? What is he winning? What is Shea going to do? No, for sure. As the man. Yeah. I think it's not going to be, it's, to me, it's going to be equal. It's going to look pretty bad. My case for them being 15 is that this is the classic team shut it down. And I get, you know, don't project the injuries thing. But it, it, it's just, you know, Chris Paul is going to come up with some eight week injury that's going to keep him out. Um, you know, Danilo. Danilo Gallinari, his track record injury wise. Uh, and then once they fall in the standings, you know. Schroeder and uh, uh, Steven Adams are on the trade block. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I just feel like this is a team full of parts that don't match and you know once things go wrong in the first month or two of the season they're going to shut guys down they're going to tank for you know their pick um and it's just it's not an exciting or inspiring team a lot of Hami Diallo um I know you like him but you know in what context you know this is going to be a context where he's playing a lot of minutes so a lot of Terrence Ferguson don't know if he's a good NBA basketball player yet. You know, Abdel Nader is on this team. Um, I, I like Abdel Nader. Yeah, I think Nader can play. <laughs> they should have put him in I don't the rotation last than, year. I don't want him to play more than 20 minutes. He's better he than play, Terrence though. Ferguson to he's me. He's for sure better than Terrence Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like Nerland's Noel in a certain context, not, you know, in a context where he's playing more than 15 minutes a game. Not that he will be, but. A little fantasy advice out there, though. Pick him up now. For sure. I mean, he's you know, really lock steals. Because Adams is a very Injury good chance he gets prone. traded or injured. Or, okay. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of fantasy advice, I don't know. Everybody's probably had their fantasy basketball draft. Do you know how many rebounds that Russell Westbrook stole from Steven Adams? This guy is going to go off for the games <laughs> yeah. that he's healthy. I mean, there's I expect a, like a 15-15 out of him. You there's know? A, there's uh, a, I'm only half kidding. Yeah, once Westbrook leaves your team, your your rebounding numbers go go off because like everybody's just boxing out for him, basically. All right, this is too much time on the Thunder, <laughs> um, but he... Yeah. Harry's advice, he'd my advice, he'd Armand's advice in some situations. Uh, team number 13, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Um, Woo! So I was the highest on them at 12. This is my league pass pick. Armand, 13. Harry and Tony, 14. 
The reason I like the Suns, relatively speaking, as high as 12 is because I feel like that, you know, and this has been mentioned on other podcasts, they have professional basketball players on their team. Ricky Rubio, they bring him in um, from the Jazz. You know, that's the best backcourt make I think that Devin Booker has had. Now, yeah, obviously, he can't shoot it, um, but he's a good distributor. Yeah, he's actually a better shooter now than, than than people think he is. Good defensive player. He's not a plus shooter. He's, you he's know, average, he, which I, is I, not I, what you would have said for Ricky Rubio three years ago. You would have slapped me in the face if I told you to be an average shooter. I want to slap you in the face right now for multiple other things. but Oh, wow. Yeah. No, you're, you should have. Okay, never mind. I mean, for a future, uh, okay. Yes. So right. 31% from three last year, the year before 35%, um, you know, Six assists. He, he he's about a replacement level point guard. Um, you know, really good defensively, offensively. He's not going to finish around the basket, and the three point shot comes and goes. I like Rubio. Uh, Devin, no, I like Rubio too. I'm a Rubio stan, um, reformed Rubio stan. Um, Kelly Oubre, Dario Sharge. love Kelly Oubre. DeAndre Ayton. Um, off the bench, they've got Baines. They've got Mikael Bridges. They've got the. I know you're a big Cam Johnson guy. Ty Huge. Jerome. Um, you know, Tyler Johnson off the bench, Javon Carter brings some. De- so they've got rotation players. They've Dude. got respectable rotation players. If Devin Booker is any good, this is his be- best chance to show it with a, a sidekick and DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, good rotation players around him. The West is stacked. This team's not going to do anything. Ayton but- is the most overrated uh, player in the NBA right now. Wow. I love Ayton. Get, get, get into it. Let, Defensively, he, ra- he he ranks as like one of the worst defenders at his position last mm. year. There was a couple clips that did him a lot of favors as far as like him. Uh, he had like a couple good possessions, like moving his feet against like I think Giannis and LeBron. Mm. But other than that, he was a train wreck. Zach Lowe wrote about it in a bunch of his pieces, speaking of the man. Mm. Um, I think like it's very difficult to make a huge leap in terms of understanding team defense from your rookie to sophomore year. I could see him taking a big leap on offense, shooting threes. Um, um, he's already very efficient on that end, catches everything around the bat. He's great hands. But like defensively, I think this team is going to be so bad. I think it's going to be in a large part because of him. Does it? Does having a guy like Baines in there – to back him up, could that help at all? Sure, yeah, it's soak minutes. But like you said, the West is really is really really good. So. Yeah. Okay. Any, any thoughts on uh, the the Suns, Devin Booker? There was uh-huh. like a fifteen dollars Suns Clippers ticket this year that me and Lexi both, my girlfriend Lexi, we both uh, were like, oh my god, this is like fifteenth row, let's do it. And I witnessed DeAndre Ayton uh, get basically shellacked by Boban Marjanovic, <laughs> held to zero in the first half. Oh, I remember and that game. I was so excited to watch him, and I was like, Ayton? what the hell am I watching here? So passive. And I hate to be like prisoner of the moment, but I am a prisoner of the moment type guy, and I was like, <laughs> this guy, come on now, dude, this is embarrassing. It yeah. was. Um, and just to expand on the Cam Johnson stuff, I think just watching People laughed at the Suns when they picked him. He looks like he can just Hoop. straight score. Just he can score. And if they utilize him right, and if Devin Booker will give him some of the keys to the castle, I think he's going to be a really, really special player. I can't believe I'm saying that coming out of the draft. And he can straight shoot. People talk about Tyler Hero shooting. They need to watch a little bit. Nothing against Hero. They need to watch a little bit more of Cam Johnson because I think this guy will end up being the guy that becomes, like, the prototypical. What's Phoenix's over-under at? I don't know, but I wouldn't touch it. (laughs) I just want to know. And also, Super they have fine. other guys on the bench. Tyler Johnson's, like Yo said, I like quality Tyler NBA He's player. Feisty. Uh, Frank Kaminsky stinks. They shouldn't. And I'm and I'm out on Mikael Bridges. I think that that ship is. Wow. Sad. Okay. Well, um, can't shoot. Okay. Can't shoot. Yeah, Twenty nine. Twenty nine and a half is their over under. Yeah. Sounds that's about right. Good, yeah, that's probably a good line for Vegas. Well, what did they win last year? Nineteen. Nineteen. 
That's a big jump. That's a really big that's jump. So Monty Williams jump though. True. Is Monty Williams a good coach? So he's a he's a thirty one coach. That's what he is. <laughs> Jeff Fisher of the NBA. Built for it. Oh, Jeff Fisher of the NBA. I like that call. I never thought of that until I said it, but it sounds good. Are so we are we are we good on the Suns? Do we want to address any Sarver goat poop stuff? In no, the, no, no, no Sar no Sarver goat poop. I just think De- I, I really like Devin Booker. If he he's young, he's entering he his he's about to turn twenty three. Um, if he He's, he either is what he is, or he's going to take that next leap this year and drag this Suns team to 30, 35 wins. Would you um, rather have Booker right now or Zach Levine? Booker. Don't talk. B- Booker? Booker. Booker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he'd Why even can't say I that. talk? Yeah. No, Come on. Talk. He'd even say, I, I think he's a special offensive player. His ability to get the line, his ability to pass. I mean, he can score from all three Definitely. levels. Definitely. He's, he's very polished. But it, is he just a good stats, bad team guy, though? That's kind of, you know. The I question, question the two way potential. That's yeah, what this sure. season is going to be about for him. Can he be good enough offensively to where, to, I mean, James Harden, James can we Harden talk thing. about? I yeah. mean, th- th- that's the question with him. Um, next team is um, on the list. So, Suns are 13. Timberwolves are number 12. Now, this is something I know you're a huge Towns guy. Um, Jeff Teague. Already saying that he's never going to feel 100% healthy starting <laughs> so at point What guard. a weird thing to say. Why would you ever say that in a contract year? In a contract year. What are you doing? Josh Okoji, um, who flashed, I mean, he, he can't really shoot it, but I mean, he's well, an interesting. That's, that's, yeah, that's generous. I, I, he's an interesting prospect, though, uh, second-year player, Georgia Tech. Andrew Wiggins, you know, one of the most exciting electric players in the league. Uh, Rocco, <laughs> there's, a satire. there's some satire right there. Rocco, Robert Covington, probably the second-best player on the team, and then off the bench, Got Jarrett Culver, their rookie, Shabazz Napier. Jake Lehman's going to play minutes Lehman. for them. Jordan Bell, Gorgie Jang, Noah Vonley. Jake, sneaky athletic Lehman. We talk about bad supporting casts, and as good as Towns may be, I just think this is Are you awful. sure? What? Uh, about the supporting cast? Oh, wait, okay. First, let me let me ask you this. What do you sure. think about Robert Covington as a, I Philly, love Robert as a Covington. Philly guy? He's yeah? awesome. Okay. He, he's fucking he, I mean, awesome. he shit the bed for you. The in the playoffs, yeah, playoffs, for sure. Yeah. But as a regular season I was just, guy, I'm just curious, if yeah. he can play all 82. Um, but the rest of this team is a disaster. I, I think I, I think Towns is going to be, if not traded, have, he's going to be the signature guy the way that Anthony Davis was floated around in trade boomers. Teams trying to put his name out there saying, oh, yeah, we're talking to the Timberwolves about Towns. Whether or not he gets traded – who knows? But who, who is the highest in the T Wolves? Me, right? I had about yeah, ten. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, so I'm at eleven. Great question. You have them at ten. I have them at ten. Yeah. You have them at ten. Armand at eleven. Me at thirteen. Tony at fifteen. So a little bit spread out in the bottom rung of the Western Conference. It's just the supporting cast. And Towns is he the type of guy who can drag a team like this we'll see, to a right. winning record? This is the, this is the year. Um, one thing that I put into account for that maybe you guys aren't as big of a fan of this guy is Ryan Saunders. Okay. I think that he, this guy's a really good coach, and I think he got his guys to, to buy in last year. And um, Except Wiggins. Except for Wiggins. If you, if you look at what they were able to accomplish over like this, like the post-Jimmy Butler uh, portion of the year, I think it projects as like a very like ugh, team, which, yeah, you know, that's, that's where I have them in the Western Conference. I think Towns is just, you know, you talk about like good quarterback, or uh, you always default to who's the best quarterback sure. in, in our NFL things. Like I always default when I'm when I'm having trouble deciding who's the best player. And I think Towns is the type of talent to eventually just be able to win a couple games against bottom feeders by himself. Counterpoint, is he though, when again, prisoner of the moment type thing, I witnessed this guy uh in the in their playoff series against the Rockets absolutely just disappear. That's like, a weird situation ghost. though. 
and he was just looked soft. And now this is his franchise. And I wonder, and I had them at what, 11? So I don't think he's going to fail necessarily, but I question it. Yeah, and I only had him one spot higher than you. To Yeah, to compound on that point, I look at their depth, and this might be bottom three depth chart in the league. I think in it's terms three. Wizards are one. I think it's three. Wizards are one. And we're going to get into number two shortly as we go through um, this mix. Um, I, I think he's getting traded to the Suns, whether it's this Towns. year, whether it's, yeah, Towns. Um, I, I think oh, to Towns Suns. for Ayton and, you know, Tyler Johnson, ready-made. It's just a matter of— Does that work money-wise? Because Towns just signed a huge extension. It works. Um, I'm pretty sure—I I just checked the trade machine. I'm <laughs> pretty sure work it works. But regardless, something surrounding Ayton on one side and Towns on the other side, I, that's what I see happening. Um, and Tyler Johnson's got a—, a Big money Big on his concept, last year. Yeah. So I, I think they'll figure out a way if he decides to force his way there. Um, next fair. team, and we're up to date with the Zion Williamson being out for six to eight weeks with the right meniscus tear, um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, this team got a lot of buzz, but all of that buzz is predicated on how good Zion looked um, in the preseason. He was astonishing on the offensive side Dude, of the ball. He was looking like a guy who might already be like a top 20, 25. That's not even hyperbole. And it's like the the kid is like not even close to reaching a ceiling yet. Unfortunately, he waddles and like has like knock knees, so it's like he might never play a bad game of basketball. But tell us about this doctor that you follow on Twitter. Brian Sutterer, baby, follow him on YouTube. Uh, he's like a he's a uh, physician and he's like a huge sports fan. Every time that there's like a medical injury or something like the Pat Mahomes uh, kneecap thing, boom, already has like a, a video out like two minutes later. Was he the guy talking about how his knees are like yep. concaved? I watched that video. It's a great video, right? Uh, wait. Some other NBA writer tweeted about it, and they're really? like saying that if you're a fan of Zion, I thought it was KLC. Somebody big like tweeted it. He was like, not to dispel any. Did he link that? He linked. Yeah, that video? he linked it. And that's I how think I it was saw KLC. it. But regardless, Pelicans. I mean, if you know, Zion's gone. What are they? Exactly. Even even with Zion, I thought it was still a little bit of a weird. I I almost look at them like the way that I look at the questions that I have for Fizdale and the Knicks, like they just have a lot of pieces that are good, but you have to, it's going to be really hard to figure out what's the best five-man group for sure. that's going to actually eight win you games. Group. Or eight-man group. And it's like in the West, you don't have 10, 15 games to figure it out. Yep. You have like three or four, really. And it's like if you can't get it done in time, you're going to be so behind the eight ball that it's like your season's already over. And then those guys that are the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th man, they're going to get frustrated really quick. Like Josh yeah. Hart... Josh Hart's yeah. buried on this depth yeah. chart. If you bury a guy like that, he's immediately going to be frustrated. He's a guy in his Gary's third Miller. season. He's yeah. going to be a free agent. Assuming they pick up his team option, mm-hmm. he's going to be free agent after the year, and he's not going to get any minutes. I, I think you're absolutely right. You look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I mean, he shined in the preseason mm-hmm. and in the summer league. He's going to expect getting time. But, you know, they're probably going to start Ball, J.J. Redick, Holiday, and they played Ingram at the four in the game that Zion missed um, against the Knicks. Um, what do we think about Ingram? I'm, I'm really I mean, we, out. I'm so out. We talk about these rookie extension candidates, and he's the one guy who's glaringly missing. He he hasn't gotten his extension. I, I think I have hope for him um, at the four. Um, he's a guy who can get to the basket a little bit. He's got the mid range, but I what think does his, he do well? No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think his swing skills. Can he be a 35 percent three point shooter? I think he can get close to the basket and do those little touch he shots. Even he like shooting threes, though. Make, no, he doesn't. Thing. No, he's a low-volume shooter. I'm saying that if he can become 35% yeah. shooter on, like, four attempts a game, you know, do, you know, his 15-5-5, five and five, you know, thing, bulk up, continue to bulk up to where he's, you know, a presence on defense, 
I think he can be something. I know you're not a big uh, Ingram guy. Though. I'm not a big Ingram guy, but the thing I am big on is a big roadmap guy. What the hell does that mean, Armand? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> Just kidding. Here's what I mean. So when you talk about guys that are unique and have a such a unique skill set that it's almost hard to like put them in a box and tell them who to be like. You need a you need a role model for them. And that's where Ingram got lucky because I think his ceiling is Pascal Siakam. Make mm. him into that type of player. Don't have him do too much. Have him focus on defense. Ah, Use his athlete. length. He's a different type of athlete. He different is. athlete. He's a much slower first step. He like, has a different Pascal's, mentality too. Like yeah, Pascal different. is like a crazed dog. Like, yeah, he just wants to yeah, run, 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 run. Sure. Ingram, Ingram is, is almost like guy. too cool for school. Yeah. Like you know, uh, a chill, mellow type guy. And I'm not. It's interesting saying. though. I've never heard that comp. I mean, I just think like that's the same. Not to get off topic here, but D'Angelo Russell, I was, I was out on completely. And I'm not saying he plays like Harden, but Harden showed me a roadmap for a lefty for what kind, kind of, of guy he could be. Yeah, kind of like follow this and try to mold yourself into something along those lines, right? And so when I look at Ingram, I'm like, who the hell is he? I can't figure him out. Who would you, you say Carson Edwards was like the other day? Uh, Abdul Rauf. Abdul Rauf. I love yeah, that. That's, a, that's an all-time roadmap. <laughs> so I look at Ingram, and I, I'm like, yeah, he's not Siakam, but if he can kind of meld into mold into that kind of role. Yeah. And, we, and you didn't even talk about Nicola, Nicola Melli. Oh, Nicola Melli, Melli yeah. Melli I mean, ball. <laughs> uh, a guy who's lighting it up in the EuroLeague. Yeah. Um, he can shoot it. He can pass it. He's got a little swagger to his game. I, I, I like Melli. It's just, you know, this team – their case to be a playoff team was with Zion Williamson. Without it, it's just a mishmash of different parts. You know, Derek Favors, Jaleel Okafor, we'll see Jackson Hayes this year. I like Drew Alexander Holiday, Walker yeah. and Lonzo Ball. You know, I think he's going to come out strong. Drew Holiday, top 25, 30 I think so. guy. Yeah. As a 2 a He's presence. so underrated. He's, he's, he's fucking awesome. But yeah. it's just the rest of the team without Zion. I, I don't know if they have enough. Now, Still a league pass team, though. League pass team, for sure. Um, now we get into the top 10, and I think all of these teams – have a realistic shot at making the playoffs. Number 10, the Sacramento Kings. Armand is the highest at number 8. Uh, I'm at 9. Tony is at 10. Harry is at 11. Harry, why are you lower on the Kings relative to some of these oh, other Western dude, teams? I, I know this such, is such an agonizing activity. Yeah, I had such a hard time with this because I, I, I'm i probably the closest to Armand Mountain about De'Aaron, with, with regards to De'Aaron no, Fox. I think I'm right there with you. I, think I mean, this he, he's, he's said, so good. He said top 10 player. I don't know about that. Just because there's so many good players in the league. No, it's a good soundbite, though. I mean, but he's awesome. Darren Fox is fucking awesome. I think he could legit put up something like 21 and like 9 this year or something. Like, something crazy. Like, I really, really like Fox's game. I just don't, I, man, I don't really see how this team is going to get a stop. Mm. I know Deadman is like an advanced stats defense. Like, they like him. Mm. The nerds like him. He's nerd approved. Mm. But like, everybody else on this team is. Just kind of like, I, I just don't really know how, it's going to be, they're a coin flip team. Every it's, night they're going to be point. like, can we outscore the other team? If not, we lose. I think the swing guy for this team is Marvin Bagley. Absolutely. I, I think the future for, and this has been said in other podcasts, but I think Bill Simmons on the Rosillo podcast, he had Rosillo on his podcast talk about Western Conference over-unders. He said that the future of this team is with Bagley at the five. Can he hold up? And I, I think that's the key. Defensively, can he do it? Because he played at its zone at Duke. You know, is he a four? Is he a five? Um, Defensively, I like, hell no. Yeah, I mean, 
there you go. There's your answer. So this is going to be a team that's going to have to score outscore teams 130 to 125. Um, they can do it most nights. Um, you know, just to look at the rotation: Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Bagley, Deadman. As you mentioned, they've got they signed Ariza in the offseason. I think he might be washed. Um, they signed Corey Joseph in the offseason. A little bit of an overpay. I like Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, I like Nemanja Bialica, um, and then uh, Harry Giles and uh, Rashawn Holmes backing up Deadman at center. So they've got some depth. They have some depth. I'm just it, not really sure about the fit. It, I also think Bielitsa is a, is a trade candidate this year. For sure, I'll say that right now. for sure. I, I think you know he's going to gripe about his minutes, and you know a team that can use him. Uh, teams can use that skill set that you know that stretch for. I think he's a good player. Oh yeah. So originally when I did the Kings thing, I had them. I th- I think I had them as high as six. Came to my senses about some things we'll talk about later, and I had them at eight. And like Harry pointed out, I think Fox is going to be sensational. Twenty-one and nine. I'm gonna go and say 23 and nine, Woo. maybe 23 and eight and a half. Spicy. Um, Buddy is now paid, so he should be happier. Four-year, 86 million dollar extension. The difference with, that I see with this team and the Pelicans, a team like the Pelicans, for example, like the Knicks, is that their bench should be like set in stone as to like who's the second string and who's mm-hmm. the third string. I think that the third string guys, other than maybe Bielitsa, who Roto World has listed as the backup power forward should be happy for the most part and should be um, – and also the other thing about the Kings that I want to point out is – and I haven't heard anybody talking about this. What's going on with Luke Walton? I, <laughs> as, a, as a resident Laker hater, and I hate the Lakers, I always – this might be as bad as my Mitch take. I always thought Luke was decent. Like, was, I thought yeah, that they never gave him fine. a fair chance because everybody's telling him what to do in one ear and out the other and all this I stuff. I think he crafted like a top – I think what was it? Top five defense with that – young group of pre-LeBron yeah. um, and they were on track to I don't know make a run at the playoffs but yeah, as soon as LeBron showed up it was all downhill and you know I think that they can mold an identity and if you have the Kings in a playoff hunt that starving fan base in a yeah, playoff sure. hunt I think that they have enough to push through and be, uh, muster out enough to get it done at sure. the end of the season. I think for me, they're one of the, the, the highest ceiling, lowest floor teams that I, I looked at. Like, as far as, like, what's the, what's the size of, like, the standard deviation of, like, seasons that, mm-hmm. that the Kings could have? Like, I could absolutely see them sneaking into the playoffs. I thought about it for a long time. You talk about how tough this exercise is, and I love this Kings young talent, but at the end of the day, you have to kick out teams that I'm not comfortable kicking yeah. out, and that's what it came down to. I had the Kings at nine. I would have loved to put them in the top eight in that playoff mix. Um, they just couldn't crack the crack the case for me. Uh, number nine, um, the consensus number nine is the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Harry, you're the highest on them at seven. That's a bet on Luka Doncic. He's a special player taking another leap. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Also, getting, Rick Carlisle. I mean, Rick Carlisle, a great coach, getting 65 games-ish out of uh, Porzingis. Um, I love Luka. I love Chris Stapps, if healthy. I wonder about the depth surrounding those guys, which is why I had them at 10. Mm-hmm. Armand and Tony had them at 9. Um, why so high on the Mavericks? Because the depth issues are super legit. But I think one thing that makes up for depth, two things, is good coaching and fit. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything you can say about Luka and Kristaps, you know, fuck Kristaps as a Knicks fan. <laughs> but those guys fit around each other mm-hmm. really, really well. And um, I think so, so do the, the – um, 
the uh, the marginal pieces around them too. Mm-hmm. Delon Wright is an ideal off-ball point guard yep. for someone like a Luka. You know, Seth Curry I think is one of the most underrated backups in the league now. Like he's a legit elite shooter. Um, Jalen Brunson I think can do stuff too. You know, he's he's not special, but mm-hmm. he's very solid rotational player. I even think someone like Maxi Kleber is okay. No, Kleber is really good, and you talk about. Coaching, fit, and how about star power? Like, if Luka right. takes that next jump, Porzingis, I mean, he's shown, you know, for he's, he's a dark horse MVP candidate for like 10 games. If he can stay healthy, I think he's probably going to be on a little bit of load management. But Kleba's a guy who can come in there, hit some threes for you. He's Dwight probably Powell. one of their best defensive players. White power as a role man. Um, you know, they've got Boban. They can throw him out there for yeah. five, 10 Boban. minutes. Um, you know, the wings are interesting. Tim Hardaway. I mean, what's your read on Tim Hardaway, you know, being as a, a Knicks fan? Uh, as a Knicks fan and as a Michigan person. Oh, there you like, go. Tim Hardaway is one of the most infuriating players in the in the league to watch. He's he's maybe the most overrated player in the NBA, mm. but he can play he can play solid minutes. He's mm. not he's a coin flip guy for sure. But I've never seen him outright like lose games, you know, mm. by just bricking bricking teams out of games. Mm. Um, even though he's a br- very bricky player, <laughs> I actually think the guy to watch out on that and that wing spot is uh, what's his name, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, they I have think him. Justin Jackson is good. Mm. I'm not very there with un- you. I know it's a very unpopular take. It's it's strain. I, I like uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I like um, him too, yeah. I, I wonder, you know, they've been playing him at the four in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he's going to mix in with, you know, is Kleba a four, is he a five, Powell is a five, Porzingis yeah. is best at the five in the modern it, NBA. It comes down to I don't have any questions about the fit mm-hmm. with this team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to go a long way. We just said it takes – you can't take 10, 15 games to figure out your fit. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready to go. And I think this is one of the, the only teams in the West that's going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh like you said, Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo did their Western Conference oh, over-under, and I don't remember who said it, but I want to say it was Joe House, maybe. Uh, Shaq House. House. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to do that. Um, but thought experiment, who the hell is the Mavericks' third best player? Um, man, that's a good the question. The fact that you have to think about Seth it that Curry. long makes me have them not in the playoffs. Wow. That's, that's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. That's and fair. And I love – okay, I – Hated Luca at the draft. Love him now. I was wrong. Kristaps, think he looks healthy. He looks like he should be fine. The fact that I have to think about that for that long makes me say, I don't know. I mean, you can say that, but that top two is a strong top two. Def- assuming and Rick Carlisle. No, and Rick Carlo. I mean, a top five coach We're in the game. We're talking about the go coaches. We spent a lot of time on lottery teams. Let's jump to what we really came here for. Playoff teams. Number eight. Coming in playoffs? at number eight. Um, the San Antonio Spurs, and this is going to be a very interesting one. Me and Tony had the Spurs at eight. Harry, you had them at nine. Armand had them at two. Whoa! There whoa. it is. No, this rotation. There it is. DeJounte whoa. Murray signs the contract, four years, $64 million, the extension, which is one of the better value contracts in the entire I told NBA. Tony, you could end up being the best contract in the league in like three years. Outstanding defensive player, still very young. Can't shoot. Can't shoot, but hey, I mean, maybe he develops that. Derek White, DeMar DeRozan, maybe they start Bryn Forbes, bring off, uh, bring White off the bench. DeMar DeRozan, um, LaMarcus Aldridge, Jakob Pertl's going to play his 20 minutes a game. Um, their big depth is is pretty shallow. The, you know, they don't have a lot of bigs off the bench. Um, you know, but they've got guards galore. Uh, Patty Mills. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Is I mean, Bellinelli. Keldon Johnson probably won't see, even see playing time. Rudy Gay, De, uh, Damari Carroll, Trigger Trey Lyles. Um, Trey Lyles is on this team? He is. Oh, my God. Why, 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 why Spurs at two, Armand? That seems, that seems high. So I think 
we're living in a little bit of reverse revisionist history here. The Spurs last year won 48 games, the year before won 47. As they're adjusting to new rotation players and a new style of basketball with DeRozan and Aldridge leading the charge. Before that, the three years before that, Obviously, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mon, and Ginobili teams are involved, but 61, 67, 55 wins. They've always been a Western Conference powerhouse. They're always very tough to beat at home. Greg Popovich is Greg Popovich still, until somebody tells me otherwise, unless Jim Boylan kidnapped him and uh, gave body him a little. swapped him? Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's actually, maybe they <laughs> yeah, maybe, swap bodies. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Parent but trap style. When you look at this uh, roster, the only thing that scares me is the same thing with the Pelicans and the Knicks. They have a little bit too much but they have the right coach to make sure that everybody is adequately happy. DeJounte Murray, Patty Mills, Derek White, Marco Bellinelli, Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay. Those are your point guard, shooting guard, small forwards. Power forward-wise, they have Aldridge, Carroll, Lyles, and Pirtle. And Lucas Aminich might play. I think Gay will play a lot of minutes to the forward, too. Look at that. How deep is that team? And they're coached by the best coach. Hang on. Why aren't they going to win like 55 I, 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 I want to make a point, then I'll get to Harry. Harry's the team. Harry's the guy that had this team out of the playoffs. I had them at eight because of what you said about pedigree, about Greg Popovich. But how do you, how do you get from there to number two in the West is my question. You talk about, you know, the year before these past two years were there, 47, 48. Well, they had Kawhi Leonard, the, you know, those years. That I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the how league. Many, how many wins do you think gets you the two seed in the West? 55. 55? So you think they're 55 well, They're all going to beat up on each other, so maybe even a little bit less, slightly less. Maybe. 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 I could see it. Why, why I, mean, you I ha- could see 50-some wins. I can't see Why do you have team. the Spurs just out? Is it just more of a statement on the other teams that you had in? or Who are the stars in this team? DeMar DeRozan and DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Marcus Aldridge. Don't disrespect my man Derek White. Or De- Derek White, uh, Deontay, Deontay Murray. Is sure, sure. Let's count all four of those. Who out of, that, who out of those four players is, is a threat from beyond the arc? Maybe Derek, Derek White. White. Yeah. Come on, guys. Maybe, I said maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like light, light maybe. I mean, the the role players can shoot it's, it, yeah, but the role it's it's can twenty shoot it. it's twenty nineteen. It's yeah. you need you need spacing. You need spacing to operate. And uh, this team has very very little spacing. Mm. Unless you want, like, sure, the role players. But it's like, okay, crunch time of a close game. We're gonna draw plays for Bryn Forbes. Yeah. No, I I'm, I hear you. It's just I had to put them at eight. That's a hedge on Greg Popovich. This is a team. It's tough. It's not a modern this. team. No, exactly. That's why it's such an agonizing activity. When you pick against Greg Popovich. You're setting yourself up for failure. Demar Derozan and. LaMarcus Aldridge, that's like having Leonard Fournette and running him up the gut 25 <laughs> times a game. Adrian Peterson, I absolutely get it. It's just a bet on their young talent. You know, maybe they get a Lonnie Walker breakout. Maybe, like you know, maybe DeJounte Murray takes another step. Maybe Derek White takes another step. I mean, that defensive backcourt is going to be something. It's just, I mean, they're going to be some bricky nights from this team. Yeah, I think all of those things could happen. All these improvements that we just laid out, all the internal ones. And I still think they can miss the playoffs. Okay. I think that's how good the West is. That's fair. Number seven, the Golden State Warriors. Um, let's see. So Tony is the highest on them at four. Oh. Um, Harry's got them at eight. Arm on seven. Me, six. Uh, the rotation looks like it's going to be Stephen Curry, D'Angelo Russell, GR3, Glenn Robinson, <laughs> your boy from Michigan, uh, Draymond Green, their center platoon of Kavon Looney, Marquise Chris is involved, Willie Cauley-Stein will get back healthy eventually, Jordan Poole, I know you like, also out of Michigan, Jacob Evans. This team is an absolute disaster. I was talking about teams <laughs> with horrible depth. I mean, I, I think they're number two after the Wizards and ahead of the Timberwolves, but... 
are Stephen Curry and Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell enough to drag this team to a seven seed? I say yes. I think I think so, and I also think they're going to cover up enough holes. What I have them at eight. You had them at eight, yeah. I think they're going to cover enough holes as far as like we've seen Steve Kerr. Maybe he's not the best X's and O's guy in the league, but every team that he's designed so far has made good usage out of his role players. They always know their role. I have faith that Steve Kerr is going to figure out something for Jacob Evans, who was first round pick. First round pick last year. First round year, pick, yeah. right? Cincinnati. Um, I I I already see like Marquise Chris was an absolute negative, mm-hmm. and he already looks like somebody who maybe has potential in in certain spots and certain lineups. Um, I think that there's a big Draymond season coming for sure. Mm-hmm. I just I tr- I don't know why. I just trust this infrastructure. I trust that it's a really well-run organization. I think they're going to be be able to plug up the holes around these guys. And Stephen Curry, the last time he didn't have, uh, um, um, I think KD and Clay for some extended minutes for whatever reason. The numbers are ridiculous. It's like 40 points per 36 yeah. minutes. Absurd. No, I think he's going to have a huge season. I mean, Russell is the swing guy. Um, you, you talk about him, the path for him being you know, a great player is James Harden. The difference between him and Harden is that he doesn't get line. to the line yeah. at all. Um, it, almost historic numbers in terms of like that high usage but not getting to the line. Uh, he's a crafty player, though. I think that he's invigorated by this opportunity. He's got his contract. Um, you know, He signed during the offseason. Ultimately, though, I think that if the Curry-Russell backcourt doesn't work out, I think that he gets moved for players that better fit. Sabonis. Um, so I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean that would be that'd be interesting. I think Sabonis would be perfect for. I mean, Kevin Love that'd be interesting as well. Um, ultimately, the depth isn't enough, but I think I trust Steph and Draymond enough to where this team is going to be in the mix all year. Did you have them, you had them missing the playoffs? I no. had them at seven. We, oh, you have them at seven. We all have them in. Um, yeah, Tony had them at four. Okay. Yep. So yeah, they they're going to be in the mix. Uh, you know, they're going to get some deadline guys um, or some buyout guys. Rather, I, I think they've got to move in them. Do we think Clay plays this year? I don't know. Potentially. Okay. I don't know. Do you have anything Every about chance John Wall? Yeah. So the thing is, we a lot of people have talked about this being a big legacy defining year for Steph Curry, and rightfully so. It is, and for Draymond. But I'm more looking at Steve Kerr. I mean, mm-hmm. the pieces other than Draymond were already in place for him to kind of come in and make this team what it is. That's not knocking Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr is a really good coach. I want to see you develop somebody else now. I want to see you make whoever, I don't care, GR3, make Jordan Poole a good player. Like you said, Jacob Evans. Make somebody else good enough to put in the rotation comfortably, comfortably, and make this a playoff team because I don't know if Steve Kerr is capable of that yet. Yeah, he does. he's done a good job to get them, you know, obviously three rings, but it's just it's concerning to me his player development who have they really isn't that developed? bad i mean you know he got who something out of developed? quinn cook i think quinn cook is terrible they got something out of him they got something terrible. out of alfonso mckinney kevon like, looney kevon looney like i don't think that their development was is that look at where these guys they're have been drafting drafted. they're drafting at the end of the draft yeah. so I, I hear what you're saying you've got to find someone but like harry's mentioned i mean quinn cook kevon looney uh they got something out of mckinney um and the guy's been in the finals every year of his career. Now, obviously, we don't think that's going to happen this year, but um, I'm not sure it can't happen. I mean, the league is wide open yeah, for sure. Clay comes back. Healthy. So you're thinking he comes back? I do. Think I, he I've comes heard back. mixed reviews. I've heard people say he's not coming back. I've heard All Star about 20 games. All Star break. If they get him, I mean, you know, all bets are off. All bets are off. Yeah. Exactly. Throw everything you know away. I mean, and nobody wants to play them in that first round. I, I think they get a buyout guy. I think they. 
either maximize what Russell can be or turn him into something that fits the personnel of this team. Um, Team number six in our composite ranking, the Trailblazers. Now, I'm lowest on them at seven. Armand and Harry have them at five. Tony has them at six. I have a caveat with where I put them, though. You do, and we'll get right to that after I read off this rotation, and then you can add you know, your caveat, which plays into this. Lillard, McCollum, they've been the backcourt since 2013, really. I mean, obviously, McCollum took a while to get starters minutes, but you know, those have been the guys. Uh, Kent Bazemore, they bring in, trading him for Evan Turner. Um, great podcaster. Zach Collins, great podcaster. Hassan Whiteside will start at center until Nurkic comes back. They also have Rodney Hood, Anthony Simons. Everybody's predicting a breakout year. Mario Hazonia, who you know intimately from his year in New York. What's a Nick? Always a Nick. Anthony Tolliver. The depth on this team is concerning, and I think that gets to your caveat. What, what do you have for the Trailblazers? This team is going to be the quote-unquote contender. I know some people don't see them that way, but they do. That makes a makes a big deal for an actual needle mover um, before the trade deadline. Is Kevin Love a needle mover? Um, I think on in within this context, for sure, okay. absolutely. I think a team with uh, Lillard, McCollum, Kevin Love, uh, this lineup like Nurkic and Kent Bazemore, I think that's a really good five. What do you think about in the small ball era of them going for a guy like a Bradley Beal, like another guard? Ooh. Oh, Bradley wow. Beal can't be traded yeah, he, until he just signed the extension. Oh, until uh, like the offseason. Yeah, but I, 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 I get your point. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that either. I mean, I think that, like, this whole idea, it's such revisionist history. Whenever they lose in the playoffs, and then we go, we do a flip-flop. We go, Damon, CJ, oh, my God. And then we go, can't work. Two, your best players can't be your the two smallest guys on the floor. It's like... A, you can't have both of those things be true for you as an NBA fan. And I'm not saying you guys do this, but a lot of people do. But also, I just don't even think that's true. Like you said, we're in this quote-unquote like small ball era. I think it's more of like the defense around them. Like, can you build a credible defense around them? I don't think the offense is ever going to be an issue with those two guys. You're always going to have like enough firepower because they can just get to their spots. It's just can you win on the margins, though, to exactly. maximize those guys. And I worry about the wing depth here. I mentioned Kevin Love as a realistic trade candidate. Um, but the wings, Bazemore, Hood, and Hazonia on the wings. I mean, Hazonia is more of a four these days. But, oh, yeah, he is a four now. Um, I'm a little know. higher on Kent Bazemore than most, though. I actually think that on this team, he's a good fit, man. He, he's been on teams before where he's been over uh, um, overtaxed. He's been mm-hmm. on teams before where he's been overqualified. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we haven't really seen him in the right role, like, really since, like, one of his Golden State years where, you know, he looked like a, he was solid in transition. He was an okay shooter. He's a better shooter now. He mm-hmm. was a good defender. And I think that's all this team needs. What do we think about the Simons buzz? I mean, he's getting a lot of buzz. I think Simons is potentially the real deal. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't think he'll ever maximize his potential on this team, though. Mm-hmm. My question that I was going to ask you guys, same question as Dallas. Who's who's their third best player? Um, Nurkic. Well, healthy yeah. third best. Uh, I mean, so that, right now? Yeah, right now. I'm, I'm the Collins. lowest on this team. Uh, Collins, that's concerning, though. Yeah, um, I, concerning. I, I'm, I'm much higher on Collins than most people, and I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Collins is a psychopath. Yeah, that's he, why I'm high on him. I think he's he's uh, he's he, an animal. He's he, got that. He's like, a wild card, but as they were talking about, we've cited this podcast a lot. I mean, Rosillo talked about it. This guy gets pushed around, and, you know, he, he fights back for sure. Um What's his ceiling? You know, I think he's got to continue to get bigger. I mean, he's got to become a legit stretch five. Um, and, you know, if he gets hurt, you're looking at Anthony Tolliver and Mario Hazonia starting significant games for, for this team. That's uh, that's the concern I have uh, with the Trailblazers. It's not ideal, but it's very, very uh, rare to have a, a big, at, at that age, that can step out and shoot a three above the break yeah. and block two shots a game. 
And I mean, he, he's got good post moves too. I mean, and, and work in the post. Yep. Um, I'm not saying he's a star, but mm-hmm. I am saying that this is a guy that could absolutely, I think, start on a championship level team. Wow. Okay. Um, let's go to team number. This is team number five. This is the Houston Rockets. Now that we we've talked about differential uh, in our last that's, podcast. That's, wow. So, Harry, you're the highest on this team at two. Armand, you've got them at ten. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start about the high end of outcomes? Me and Tony have them at five, or do we want to start at the low end of outcomes? Let me start it Go off ahead. here. Okay, so everybody, I'm going to give you a little love, New York Nick man. Carmelo Anthony gets Carmelo. shat on. Carmelo Anthony gets shat on as being the reason why this team started so last year. What was the other... Uh, common de- denominator in them starting slow. Do I, do either of you remember? Defense? What about their defense? Atrocious? It was atrocious. Do you remember why it was atrocious? James no. Harden? Jeff Bezdelic, their defensive coordinator of assistant head coach, who is who was literally, D'Antoni said, the reason why their defense was so good the year prior had basically had a little bit of turmoil with, I think, uh, Fertitta, the owner, and he needed a little bit of negotiations with his contract. And eventually they brought him back on. What happened when they brought him back on? Immediately, it just so happened to coincide with the Carmelo Anthony cut, but it immediately made their defense respectable again at a level where they could get by. Now, Chris Paul, for as much as I didn't really think he fit with Harden, he tried on defense. Westbrook doesn't try on defense. Mm-hmm. Harden gambles. doesn't try on defense. They're starting small forward right now. Well, probably going to be Eric Gordon. Roto World It'll says Daniel House, but that's wrong. P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella. Behind that, their depth is Austin Concerning. Rivers, Ben McLemore, House, Gary Clark, Tyson Chandler. That is horrendous. And when I look at this team yeah. and their fit together and their concerns on the defensive end and how much America will enjoy <laughs> when they struggle, it I think it's going to compound. I think this is the team that I would pick as the flop of the year. Wow. And I love James Harden. I think James Harden is a sensational player. I just don't. Bizdelic, that's the guy. And now he's in New Orleans. Bizdelic. Yeah. So. I'm going to be the bridge to Harry since Harry's got them at two. You've got them at ten. I mean, I've got them at five, and it's because of James Harden. He's a top three, four player in this league. Nobody can stay in front of this guy. He's going to play all 82. I've got questions about the Westbrook stuff as much as anybody. I don't think he's going to fit offensively, defensively. You hit the nail on the head. I don't like their depth. But ultimately, when you've got James Harden on your team, you can plug anyone around him, and he's going to get you his 35 and 10. Like, it's just going to happen. Maybe they move Westbrook. I have no clue. But it's just five as a hedge because I think that James Harden is just that fucking good. And today's modern NBA, a guy who is just offense onto himself, I just feel like that's why I've got them at five. And I can't see them missing the playoffs with a guy like that unless he gets hurt. Fair point. Um, I had a hard time doing this, too. I mean, I could absolutely see them. Uh, finishing at five, I can't see him finishing at ten. That's Why two though? Why two? Because um, they're they're five. They're they're whatever you want to call it. They're best five. Of you, you mentioned it just now, right? Westbrook, Harden, uh, Gordon, Gordon, Tucker, Capella. Tucker, and Capella. That's a really good five. Yep. Um, defensively, I think uh, you know Capella and Tucker um, cover like a lot, a lot of ground, and I think Westbrook, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his defense has always been overrated. He gambles a lot on that end. But I think on offense, we're really overlooking how much of a significant upgrade he is to Chris Paul from last year, who couldn't get by anybody. Like, literally couldn't get by, like, the slow—he couldn't, he couldn't beat Valanchunas off the dribble. 
Like Westbrook, say what you want about him, but like he historically has not been as bad of a shooter as he was last year. And if you look at his averages from last year, they bounced back a little bit after like all the memes like really circulated and they caught on. And then you know, I think he finished something, something like thirty. Are you pulling it up right now? I think something like thirty-two percent from three. And we know he's a high volume guy out there. I think eventually it comes back to the average. And I think this is a he's he's not somebody who's going to turn down a catch and shoot wide open three. So the average is 42 from the field, 29 from three, 29. 65 from the free throw line. That's the biggest key to me. It, like I, I wonder if the dip in efficiency is reflective of a dip in his physical ability. And oh, he, he definitely looks like he's he's lost like a little bit of verticality, but he's still like I mean, he's still going to be able to get to wherever he wants to on the floor. He's still a good passer out of like very basic reads, which in the regular season, like nobody rotates rotations are so slow anyways. Like, this team, I'm telling you, they're they're going to... In transition, they're going to be electric. They're going to blow some teams out of the water in transition. And they have a lot more continuity than most of these other Western Conference teams. Um, I sort of did, like, I second-guessed myself, so I defaulted to 538, which actually has them, I think, winning the most games out of any team this season, which I disagree with. But um, I settled in uh, at number two for them. I think that they just have... I think the continuity goes along with What's your win total for them? Um, what's the runner at? That's fine. No, 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 don't give it to him. I just want to hear it oh. off off the dome, and then we'll They're give him the over. Not over. a. Oh, let me go fifty nine. Vegas Whoa. likes them at fifty four. So yeah, let me go fifty nine. That's ambitious, man. That's yeah, ambitious. I mean, have them at two. Mm-hmm. So okay. So up next, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. I've got them at three. Tony has them at three. You two have them at six. Ultimately, and this is kind of where. I'm going to get into my MVP pick. I think Anthony Davis is the best player in basketball. I think he wins the MVP. I think he has a ridiculous season, something like 28, 13, five assists, two and a half blocks, a steal, PER monster. I think he plays close to 82 games. Um, maybe not 82, let's say 75. I, I think this team, we talk about how the league is changing in certain ways. <laughs> this team is massive. Um, and I think the Lakers are going to be able to play bully ball. LeBron James looks locked in. I mean, last year was a joke relative to the way that he looks. This guy's doing the chalk toss, like headband, everything. Headband back. Um, and I, I think that, yes, Armand's going to bring up the secondary playmaking, which is a concern. I think you can find someone who can step up in that role over the course of a season. Everybody's going to want to play this team, you know, when buyouts happen in early March. Um, I think – they can monetize Kuzma if he doesn't fit with this group. He's their one asset. They can turn him into a guy who can be a, a wing player for them. Now, not at a high number because, you know, he's on his rookie contract. But I just think they have professionals on the team. I like Danny Green. I like Avery Bradley. I like, I like Alex Caruso. Al, I mean, Alex Caruso, I don't know if that's satire or not, but no, I think I he's I decent. I really like him. Um, I mean, KCP, meh. I mean, the meme <laughs> that went viral with the clear off for KCP, and he airballs it by, you know, six feet. Um Rajon Rondo, he's horrible defensively. Um, but, you know, offensively, he's going to get guys involved. Jared Dudley, Dwight Howard, you know, who maybe it's a ticking time bomb. I don't know. But it seems like he said the right things. He's shown the right things. I just like this team. Um, why are you guys lower on them? What's the ceiling for this team? Uh, so I want to point out one thing that you said first off that stuck out to me is that they will be the buyout, attractive buyout team. I heard the same thing last year. The thing is, when you get into the buyout market in February, March, whenever it, whenever it is, it, the picture that we're looking at now might look a lot uglier than it is at that point. With that being said, uh, 
the Lakers were moved into the playoffs by me today, officially. So that's breaking news. I refuse to put them in. I couldn't. I, I mean, on. today is a big day for me. I gave up on Mitch and I yeah, caved with is, the Lakers. It's a new leaf. It's a big. It's a big day. But when I think about the Lakers, my biggest concern is what happens if one of those two misses 10 right. 15 games. 100%. And I just don't know. And that's why Harry brought up the words standard deviation. When I look at the Lakers season, I could see them. I see them personally as having – I just said Houston is going to be 10th. So I guess them and Houston have the largest standard deviation for me in the West. I could see the Lakers at 11th. I could see them at one. I settled with six because I thought it was a it was a fair medium. LeBron, Yos, you're you're completely right. I'm the biggest LeBron hater, maybe in the world, he's not really in the world, but I'm a I'm a LeBron hater. I think yeah. he's a great guy. Basketball, I think he's selfish. I think he ruins teams. That's a side point. I agree with you, Yos. He looks absolutely locked in. He's dialed in. And I just gambled against Aaron Rodgers and lost. And I know this is a cross sport thing. I'm not going to gamble against LeBron and double down and lose again. So what is who is this guy? But with Talk that being Jim said, body swaps. That being said, I have a lot of concerns about this team. I think that it could go sideways, and if it does, people are going to pile on the Lakers because it's a fun thing to do, mm. and I don't know how they're going to handle it. And then if they get into January, February, and they're like, I don't know how this happens, but if they're middling around 500, then the Anthony Davis stuff is going to start up. Is he yeah. staying? Is he leaving? He's hey, I'm going to be there at the All Star game asking him. <laughs> so uh, you're from Chicago. What do you What do you think about oh, you know? Wow. I'm going to oh, ask those kind of questions. Out. AD to Chicago conspiracies. I love it. Of course. I didn't know I mean, if we'd get been, here. They've been there. I mean, know. so that's what I think. Harry, what do you think? Um, it's just a weird roster, man. Like the talent is undeniable. I even think the talent around them is like pretty good. Like we mentioned Caruso, who if this if, you don't want Caruso to be like your sixth man, but if he's like your fourth best guard, or you know what I mean? Like you're in a pretty good spot as far as talent goes. But like Dwight Howard, like everybody's like, "Oh, he looks so good." In the-. Does he though? No, I'm not saying he looks good. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not ascribing any of this to you. I'm talking about like we as like the collective like NBA Twitter first, right? It was a lot of like Dwight Howard looks rejuvenated. He's like lean and stuff. It's like, dude, what I saw was a guy who had like a really slow. Uh, Looked really slow, and he also looked like he has the exact same bag he's had for, like, 12 years. What what has Dwight added to his game? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's just going to rebound the ball and, you know, go against Joel Embiid, for instance, in the finals, or, you know, go up against the centers, and, the, and there aren't that many. I mean, Joker, you throw him against Joker for, you know, 10 minutes, like... I think that's what I see Dwight Howard doing. It's just, is he even that good defensively anymore? I don't. I don't think he is. It's just like live body. Live body, exactly. Live body. Is a live body going to get a? This is why I landed with him at six. Is a live body on a starting lineup in the West going to get you to the third seed, the second seed? Like I don't. But know. the thing is, is that when push comes to shove, they're going to play AD at the five. Dwight Howard is just there because Anthony Davis does not want to play the five sure. for extended minutes. That's why JaVale is there, and that's why they're going to see minutes their, during the regular season. Can you give me their best their best five? Who's their closing lineup? So I think it's probably, let's say they're going up against Steph Curry. I think Bradley is going to be in there. I think Green is going to be in there. LeBron, AD, Kuzma is kind of a wild card, kind of the caveat, because I think he might get moved. But something like that. Something I, along have, those I have lines. a lot of questions. Okay. I, I have a side question because Yost just kind of dropped a bombshell on us saying he thinks Anthony Davis is the best player in the world. Can we go around the room really quick and say who we think is the best player in the world? Sure. Because I'm curious to what Alex Harry thinks. Caruso. <laughs> oh, that's a I, great answer. It's definitely... Norvell Pell. <laughs> I mean, I do value, do value the defense. What about um, Zach Norvell? 
Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I I'll, I'll still go with Giannis. I just think two way, two as far as two way impact, it's hard to it's hard to com- like beat the level of production that he offers. For the record, I'm with Yos on this one. Davis? I, I think Davis is the best player in the world right now. I, I think that it's interesting because Giannis can carry a team in the way that Anthony Davis can't because Giannis has he a get, force of personality, the brings the ball up. Yeah. But I think Anthony Davis is the most talented player, and now He's that crazy. he has He's someone. So good. Like a LeBron James carrying the brunt of the playmaking role offensively, and I still think Anthony Davis is a good playmaker, and I think he's going to yeah, emerge as that last year. secondary playmaker. It's just what he can do on both sides of the ball. I think we're going to see something really special. I hope like, so. Dominance to the level of like Shaquille O'Neal in two thousand one. Like, rooting for him. Like that. That's what Ooh. I see out Anthony Davis. Um, so yeah, hey, as a Lakers hater, <laughs> it's tough. At least they don't have Kawhi though, right? Oh, my God, if they had Kawhi right now, I I don't know what I would have done to myself. Let's move on. Number three, we've got the Utah Jazz. Tony's the lowest on this team at seven. I've got them at two. Armand, three. Harry, four. Um, their rotation looks like Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles. Bogdanovich, I think, is going to start at the four. Uh, Rudy Gobert off the bench. They've got Moutier, who sucks. Um, Dante Exum, Royce O'Neal, Jeff Nick, Green, Nick. Ed Davis, um, maybe – See some other guys. I mean, you've mentioned it with this team. This team, not as deep as you'd like, but I think that starting five is as good as anybody here. Dude, that five is – I'm, you know, I'm like I'm a huge Mike Conley guy. He's like arguably my favorite player in the NBA. But, um, you know, there's a lot of Royce O'Neal and mm-hmm. Ed Davis stuff involved here. Like mm-hmm. those those guys are going to have to be good on like, like every single night for this team to get something like the second seed. So I lowered their ceiling a little bit. And I also just think Mitchell – a little inefficient. What if what is what is he really? Are we sure? People are doing this D Wade thing, and I think D Wade's not helping by endorsing. I think Oladipo it. is hi- hyperbole too. Yeah, me too. Like, like first of all, put some respect on Prime D Wade. Like yeah. that guy was no, like, for sure. A top he, t- three he, he, he was he was the best player on a finals team his third season. Yeah, that's, like, that's crazy. Absurd. Like the the Mitchell stuff is like what has he done outside of uh, beat Rut Westbrook in a in a playoff series? So I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that by saying Donovan Mitchell is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Can I can I actually interject here because I was watching some Donovan Mitchell before this. You talk about counters. He's got counters for he days, does, man. On sick. the offensive side, like you know, he'll go left, right, spin, you know, yeah. reverse spin. He he he's awesome in that regard as an offensive scorer. And now he has a point guard that can actually help him out and get him open looks. And no offense to Ricky Rubio, but like people are letting Ricky Rubio shoot, yep. which yeah. in turn clogs the spacing for Mitchell and doesn't. Basically, Mitchell is right now the the narrative is kind of being described of him as a chucker and inefficient. I think that's going to change a little bit this year, or enough that it makes a difference, a noticeable difference. Bogdanovich is a big ad; he can knock him down. Ingles is a great uh, facilitator and creator for their offense. This team is loaded, Jingle juice. and I don't want to give away too much, but. I think this is my Western Conference winner right here. Wow. Okay. Which is what? not really like a lot of people are. This is a trendy pick. They're going to need one more bench piece. For sure. One more bench piece. And I and I really feel confident. I think it's, it's going to end up being backup point guard. You think so? I think that's what they're missing. So I agree with that. Uh, the problem is. Knicks, who, four point guards. Who, who, who would they trade to get that guard? They'd have to trade Exum. He's the most movable guy okay. in this roster. It doesn't have to be but somebody good, though. I'm just so saying you're trading. You give up much you're, to you're get You're trading him. a backup point guard for a backup point guard. Sure. If Exum can stay healthy, I think he's vital in defending the James Hardens. For because sure, he, yeah. he's done well against him in the past. It's just health is the only question with him. And he has a big uh, and shooting, injury thing yeah, going you're on. Right. So what's, <laughs> what's going on here? He's already hurt. You're right. You're right. Number two. Um, do you have any last points about the Jazz? Or no, I mean I, I, I'm pulling for them. I really, really, I love watching the Jazz. Like 
I loved watching them last year. Now they added like my favorite player. Uh, Cannot wait to see the retro court. jerseys and yeah, the court. Uh, Can't yeah. wait. Some some of the best uh, yeah jersey court yes. stuff in the league for sure. We're gonna have a jersey intensive breakdown in the coming months. Um, yeah, stay tuned. So stay tuned for that. Number two, the Los Angeles Clippers. I've got them at one. Tony has them at one. Harry's got them at three. Armand has them at four. I get the questions about the point guard position. I love the George and Leonard combo. You know, you can talk about playmaking or whatever. I, I, I just love this team. Pat Beverly. Shamit, is he going to start? You know, I, I would assume um, so. Maybe they start a Magruder. Um, Mo Harkless is definitely going to start, you know, at the beginning of the season when Jar, yeah. as George, George gets healthier. Yeah. Um, Zubac is on this team, but when it matters, Montrezl Harrell is going to play. And, of course, sweet Lou, Lou Williams coming off the bench. Six man like Lou Will. Um, what do we think about the Clippers? So my biggest concern, and take away from the preseason what you will, the takeaway I have and what a lot of Lakers nation is harping on right now is their lack of rebounding and their lack of point guardsmanship, as Yosef mentioned. They can't rebound, at least in preseason. They got out-rebounded by a team from some foreign country. I forget which one. New Zealand, China. I don't know where that team came from. But they are... That's going to be a huge concern because if Zubac can't get it done and he's had plus-minus concerns all preseason... It's going to be a glaring hole on their whole roster. And do they need to call up Joakim Noah to solve yeah. it? I don't know what the, the, what the solution is. My bigger concern with the Clippers is, you mentioned Lou, Sweet Lou Will. They were a team, I love teams that everybody is in sync and everybody knows who is responsible for what. And last year, Clippers <laughs> would, would be down by 25 consistently and Lou Will and Montrez would just be like, all right, you know what? Scrap Stop. everything. We're running pick, pick and, and roll. roll every play, and it would work. Yeah, it's and the most now, efficient, like pick and roll in the league. Yeah, actually. but the thing is, now he's getting rhythm when he's doing it. Now it's like, okay, George needs his, Kawhi needs his, and obviously they're all really talented. I think they'll make it work. Yeah, but they're going to stack a little those scale lines, down so. on them. Lou, Lou William Montre, Mon, uh, Montrez will, will only play when Kawhi and George are on the bench. And if they can keep it close, you talk about that. I mean, they've got two legitimate superstars, or whether you want to say George is a star and Kawhi is a superstar. Wait, where did you have them? At four. Okay. I had him at three. Mm. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, let's say the game inches of the fourth quarter, it's close. I mean, you've got some fucking Doberman out there, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Dogs. That's why I dogs. really like them. Uh, Pat Bev, Kawhi, Paul yeah. George, Montrez. The rebounding is a concern, but that's the most replaceable position in the modern NBA. You can find bigs every, everywhere. Like, you know, teams have three, four bigs. I mean, I think they can get – even a Joe Kim, I think, would really help this team. I don't think rebounding is about having big men. I think it's a mentality that you have to have as a team. And it just concerns me when they have a they have a little bit of a, of a little bit of a red flag right here in the preseason where they are not rebounding as a team. I don't know if a big man, one big man solves that, but – I, I mean, as a resident Laker hater and an adopted Clipper fan, I'm hoping it does. I would love to see Joe Kim against LeBron too. So, Yos, you had him at number one, right? Yep. Can you can you talk about why uh, you had him better than the rest of the league? I think they're the most complete team in the league. I love the combo of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The modern NBA is about wings. Now they're not your ideal playmakers, but there's no perfect team in the league. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that top six or seven. I, I forgot to mention Jamichael Green. I think he's a good player. Uh, yeah, I actually like him. Uh, Mo Harkless, I mentioned. You know, this is a guy who's been starting the past five years. Jamichael Green and Mo Harkless are the captains of the no stats good players team. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think they go. A legit eight deep, they might have a move to make. I like Shamit, his development as a player. I, I think he's yeah, your boy. I mean, he learned under the great JJ Redick for half a season, and, and then the great he's Brett Brown starting. That's mean. 
That was me. They're renowned. Um, I mean, Rodney Magruder, I think he's going to play impactful minutes. I, I just think this is a deep team. Doc Rivers is an experienced coach. coach. It's just it was the safest bet on the board for me, even with the sure. Paul George injury concerns and the playmaking concerns and the rebounding concerns. Like you said, there's no perfect team, but mm-hmm. I'm most comfortable with this group as currently constituted. The, the reason why I downgraded them a little bit, I had them at three, is that I think we're we're over we're overrating a little bit. I think we've we've been biased by their that playoffs uh, uh, the first round against the Warriors. I think that if you look at their point differential last year, which was point zero point one, so they were they were basically an even team across the board. Same thing for twenty seventeen. I know they had some different players in that roster, but but um, what I see is like a perfectly like average team last year in a Western Conference that was a lot more top heavy. And I think that without George for those first 15 games, on top of that, you have someone like Kawhi, who he knows now what it takes to win a championship. And also with that, what he should sacrifice in the regular season to get there. I think he's going to let his foot off the gas and just kind of do the LeBron thing, where he's just kind of cruising for a little bit. And I just don't think this team is going to project as a very good regular season team. I do absolutely think that they're the favorite to make the finals, though. Scale of 1 to 10 between the two of you in whatever this year and the next two or three years time span, uh, how shocked would you be, and I'm not wishing this obviously, if Kawhi Leonard is just a shell of himself because of injuries and his the toll that this playoff run took on his body and all that stuff? I, I can't see a complete shell. I yeah. can see what Harry's describing where he like eases his way into peak form. But I do think that's going to be a question because what I've seen from him in the preseason so far, I mean, he's played like 10 minutes or something. But what I've seen in those 10 minutes is someone who looks a little slower. So how know? concerned are you? Uh, One to 10. Mm, Four, three, three. I'll say a three. I was gonna say three. I'll say two. I just think he's a pro. He knows how to play, and and he he's a guy who he know like this serious legacy ramifications here. If he can bring the cursed Clippers a oh championship after bringing the Spurs oh, being yeah. a Finals MVP with the Spurs and bringing the uh, the Raptors their first championship, I, I think he understands the big picture. He's only on a two year deal. He'd be the greatest free agent of all time. <laughs> I mean, you Just, talk about potential top 10, 15 player of all time yeah. if he can do uh, that. And also, you know, he, he's got one more big money contract on the books after this. Um, you know, signed a two-year deal. He'll be a free agent um, after next season. I, I think that he's still got plenty in the tank. Let's get to the number one team. That number one team is the Denver Nuggets. I have them at this four. This is really the, the composite number one team? The composite number wow. one. Harry has them at one. Armand has them at one. Tony at two. Um, guys, gush about the Nuggets. Okay, I didn't expect to be to have other people up here at the top of this mountain. Uh, I put the Nuggets up here because you look at their team, um, all the guys that are on it. They, I just, it, of course, you can do the, uh, the unpopular thing and be like, this guy's gonna regress, this guy's re- gonna regress. But if we're really just talking about like projections from what you saw last year, who's getting worse from this young core? I mean, it's one of the deepest teams in the league, perhaps the deepest. I'm going to go over the rotation here. So Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic. I mean, they bring in Jeremy Grant, which is a huge addition. I think he's going to excel with this team. Mason Plumlee backing up Jokic at center. You've got Monty Morris, one of the best backup point guards. Beasley could start for a lot of teams. Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. We'll see what Porter Jr. can do. It's a talented team. I wonder, you know, how far can you go with Jamal Murray as your best player or your second best player? And 
when Jokic go- goes up against a LeBron and Anthony Davis in the playoffs, how to does me, that play off? But this isn't a playoff. For sure, list, for sure, though. for sure. Um, those are playoff questions. Those are playoff questions. You're right. So the Nuggets can get the best record in the regular yeah. season. I, I would not pick them to get out of the West, but mm-hmm. I, I will pick them not comfortably, but I will pick them to get the first seed because I think that you look at all the guys in this on this roster, I can't think of a single person on this roster that doesn't know their role coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe Michael Porter Jr. has is crazy and he thinks he's going to be like the leading scorer, which he uh, actually could I mean, be. he compared himself to T-Mac a year ago. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're right. Maybe he's the only he delusional did. dude on this yep. roster. But, like, you have a good coach. Um, you have one of the most talented big men we've seen ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I agree with those questions you have. Can Jamal Murray take him past, you know, uh, that moment in the playoffs when you need somebody to get a bucket? But this is not what this list is about. This mm. is about who's going to win regular season games. And I think the Jeremy Grant thing that you touched on is spot on. Like, this guy is, like, somebody who people have slept on because he got, got off to a slow start in OKC, like, as far as his, uh, uh, the start of his career, right? But last year we saw someone started, who started to develop, like, a, a real three-point shot. Original trust the process sixer, by the way. We'd oh, you're right. Yep. You're right. Oh, my gosh. I, you, you drafted him? Yep. Second Dang. round. I don't, I don't even remember that. Yeah. But, um, uh. As far as what they're saying about this guy, like in the preseason, it's it's very encouraging. It's like talking about like lineup flexibility. He could be in like five or six different lineups for this team. Uh, he could play a bunch of different roles. Just looks to me like a really really smart glue guy to add. Mm. A really weird flex here that I'm about to give, but there's a guy that I play pickup basketball with in in Hermosa Beach, California. And getting to know him a little bit, uh, I always wondered why he always wore Wizards and Nuggets shirts. And it turned out that uh, so the Otto Porter trade happened. I was like, ha you guys, you guys gave us Otto for Jabari. Jabari sucks. Bobby Porter sucks. And he's like, oh, I'm not a Wizards fan. My friend worked for the Wizards, and now he works for the Nuggets. I was like, who's your friend? He's like, uh, his name is Tim. Turned out his friend was Tim Connolly. Whoa. So, uh, so getting, t- I was like, whoa, like that's big news. This guy's an NBA junkie. So kind of digging behind the scenes there, I talked to him about, this is before Anthony Davis got traded, and he was telling me that Tim was really torn whether he should try to cash in on those chips, Jamal Murray, Harris, and all the young youngsters over there, for a guy like Anthony Davis. And he was really torn about it. But Connolly was very adamant that this group can do it. And I have to applaud him because the infrastructure he's built as a GM seems to be enough, at least in the regular season, to sustain. Playoffs are a different story, and I always want a guy like yo says a closer mm-hmm. I, they exactly. don't have a closer and that's very concerning and that's kind of maybe partially what did them in last year in the playoffs Jokic Jokic is phenomenal phenomenal I mean he's <laughs> I just said Donovan Mitchell's one of my favorite players Jokic is in my top five as well favorite players uh this team is deep you hit all the points Harry I, I think they're going to be the one seed. Would I be shocked if they – standard deviation-wise, if they're anything lower than four, I would be pretty I'd be surprised. shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one thing to think about in the regular season, too, they have the best home court advantage in the league. Yes. Playing in, in a, at elevation with that crowd, like they're going to beat the shit out of like teams on back-to-backs. Bulls. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The Bulls on a back-to-back. Hey, come on. That's oh, my God. That's only for me to say, not it's, you. It's, they're going to win by like 70. Oh, whoa. It's going to be ugly. I mean, deepest roster in the league. I agree with what you say. Big picture. I, I think they put some of these pieces together and try to find – I mean, Brad Buell would be perfect on this team. He's not yeah. on the market. So who is that guy? Can they get someone? I think that determines their bonus? season. Sabonis. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that determines their ceiling for the postseason, regular season, though. I had them at four. You guys have me regretting that a little bit, not having them in the top three. 
because of their depth and their home court advantage. Let's do what we did last week with the Eastern Conference. I'm going to go through these playoff matchups. We're going to predict, and the uh, consensus winner goes on. So Nuggets versus Spurs, the 1-8. We all have the Nuggets. We just saw this last season, so I would... Seven-game series, though. Yeah, what's different? Murray. Murray. Murray, Jeremy Grant. We um, just saw it. I yeah, go I'll give the me the Nuggets. nuggets. Again. I, don't, okay. I don't feel that good about it, though. Clippers-Warriors. If Clay is back, that's fireworks. Whoa. That's a great series. Yeah. I you got, got the, the bad blood from this year, too. Uh, let me yeah, let me go the Warriors. I'm going the fun guy, the Clippers. Oh, take the Warriors. So, 2-1 Clippers. I don't feel great about that. Clippers either. move on. Um, that would, that'd, be, that'd be an electric first-round series, though. Yeah. Jazz, Trailblazers. Give me Utah. I'm, I'm taking Utah. I think they harassed the hell out of uh, Damon CJ. Um, I don't know. If Give me the, Utah. I can't see. Um, I can't see Mitchell, le- like leaving in the first round of the playoffs every freaking year. I, I do think the kid is special. Like the questions that I posed to him, like I have those questions, but I think he's a special talent. Utah. Okay. Utah. So uh, we got Lakers Rockets. I'm going Lakers all the way here. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is what's scaring me now. If the Lakers get in the playoffs, this is uh-oh, it's just, a nightmare. They're Davis. an absolute bowling ball in the, in the playoffs if they get there. That brings us to our next matchup, Nuggets-Lakers. I'm going Lakers. I'm, I'm sorry. Lakers. I, I, can't pick, I can't pick Jokic and company over LeBron and Davis. Dude, for the purpose of this exercise, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not going to pick against LeBron and AD mm-hmm. until I see something. We haven't seen anything that would lead me to the contrary yet. Okay. Oh my God! My worst nightmares are coming I'm true. I'm sorry. I have like, to, it's I have just to take truth. the Lakers. Yeah, no, right now it's just that's how it is. I don't even know how I'm going to take the next team over them. Clippers, but. Jazz. Yeah, give me the Clippers. I don't want to flip flop. I just said the Jazz are going to win the West. I think that in my seating, I think that somehow somebody like the Clippers and Lakers are going to kind of knock each other off, maybe or some, something like that. Maybe the Jazz get a e- different path to the title. Or to the to the finals, I should say. But I think in that matchup, I might have to take. You gotta the go with the Clippers. Clippers. I, I just think you can throw Pat Bev. Yeah. You can throw Paul George well, and Kawhi Leonard. As at, a as a Mike Conley apologist, yeah. I've seen him get shut down before, and mm-hmm. it's by guys like Patrick. Bev. You know what? Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna I'm not gonna flip flop Jazz. Okay. I'm, gonna okay. take I'm the taking the Clippers. The Jazz are out. So we've got Clippers Lakers, the Battle of L.A. <laughs> This, oh my god! This is tough. That'd be incredible. If that oh happened. my god! Yeah, LA would be. That'd be amazing. No, You'd have a game every a night, right? Yeah. I, no. Well, oh, no. Well, yeah. Cl- Cl- I mean, Clippers, Lakers. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, you're right. That would be amazing. Yeah. Right? I mean, you wouldn't have to go anywhere. I'm sure the beat yeah. reporters would love that. Ah, uh, dude, I can't pick against LeBron. I can't AD do it either. At this I can't stage do it. The... I get the Kawhi yeah. Leonard, you know, LeBron history. LeBron hates playing against Kawhi, but Anthony Davis is the X factor. Who you got, Armand? Do you understand that? Every have either of you been to a Lakers Clippers game where it's the Clippers home court? Yeah, okay, I see what you're gonna it's say. It's literally every game would be the Lakers, Lakers home game. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think the Lakers would win that series, okay. man. I'm about to cry. So, I'm, so, I'm sorry. There's look, it's just that we're doing this now. Yeah. Right? Like, if we fast, like the Lakers are gonna show problems within what they yeah, are, and so every are the Clippers. Team does. Yeah. But like right now, it'd be stupid to pick someone not named LeBron and Anthony Davis. For I mean, sure. It's just like you're or just Alex doing Caruso. it. Or Alex Caruso. Or Alex Caruso, the best player in the NBA. You're just doing it to do it if that's what you're, if that's the route you're taking. So last week in the Eastern Conference, we had the Sixers going all the way. This week, we've got the Lakers going all the way. I'm a Sixers fan. Unless, barring a jump from Brett Brown as a coach, which I don't see happening, <laughs> oh or Ben Simmons, which is more realistic. Unless they trade for Alex Caruso. 
I think the Lakers win it in six. Where are you guys at if that matchup were to unfold? Lakers, Sixers. Give me Sixers. Matisse Tybel shuts down Anthony Davis. Thank you. He's the yeah. finals MVP. Thank you. Yeah. You heard my caveat. I need a Ben Simmons leap or I need a Brett Brown coaching leap. Um, who do you got, Lakers or Sixers? In this consensus, I want to make sure this is known. This is not my pick. It's a consensus. I would take the Lakers in okay. six. I would take the Lakers too. But I think that problems are going to arise. I think it's going to be Jazz Bucks, and I think Jesus the Bucks Christ. are going to win the title in one of the most boring NBA finals. <laughs> I think it actually be exciting NBA finals for us. It would be. Exciting. You can't say Jesus Christ for, because the NBA is so wide open now. Yeah. For the normal average fan, I think they would be very turned off by Lexi, that. Lexi, would you enjoy Bucks? Uh, Bucks Utah, <laughs> Bucks Jazz. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, let's get to – we picked our finals. Uh, we, we made our finals picks. Let's get to some awards. MVP, I think it's going to be Anthony Davis. Where are you at, Armand? Um, haven't given it enough thought, which I'll I should Giannis. have, but I'm going to go with Jokic. Oh, okay. Wow. I'll go Giannis to repeat. I think I just think he has the most to do with the clearest narrative to – to do a lot. Check the Ben Simmons odds. That's all I'm going to tell you. Rookie of the year. Um, Zion Williamson out for six to eight weeks. I think that opens the door for virtually everyone. What is that? Is that R.J. Barrett's music? I think that's R.J. Barrett's music. Oh, my God. But I'm going to go John Moran. I think John Moran is exceptional. I think he's going to have the opportunity, all the opportunity to put up numbers. I think he's going to get something like 16 and 9. Uh, highlight passes, highlight dunks. I like R.J. too. Um, you know, he's going to also have all the opportunity to put up an 18-5-5, and something like that. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Java. I'm a bit, I bash Armand all the time. Kobe White? Don't do it. Is that Kobe White's music? I just, I think that the, if the Bulls, he's going to have the strongest narrative if the Bulls can oh, actually of course. make the playoffs. And he's the hair. People and he's the hair, him. he's marketable, he's going to score a ton of points. I'm not saying it's the right pick, but I could absolutely see it happening. People already love him. Like, the kid, I see my yeah. my friends who hate the Bulls, because of me they hate the Bulls, uh, to be fair to them. They are already like, okay, I hate the Bulls, but Kobe White can play. Tony did it the other day on Twitter. Shout out Tony Garcia. He he was like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's pretty He obvious. might be good, but I still like kind of hate you, like, yeah. type of thing. And I was like, okay, Also, he I'll has take the opportunity. It. It's Sadoransky and him. I mean, Chris Dunn is, yeah. is going to get washed in the rotation or get oh. traded. With that being said, I got Ja. Okay. I think his numbers are going to be the difference. Well, like eight assists a game? No, I think six and a half. I said a 16 and nine, man. I, I mean, rookie, but what? what Opportunity is going to be there. What did sure. Trey Young do, man? I mean, he's he's got lob threats. He's got shooters, I, I think. And he's going to play minutes. So I, I like, uh, I like Ja for 16 and nine. Six man, does Lou will repeat? I think he does. Yeah. He's, this, sorry to cut you off. Ahead. This, I think, is a more realistic Kobe White award. Ooh. Six man of the year. Kobe yes. White, six man. Because oh, wow. I think he could end up course. being like a, a. What are the Kobe White odds for six man? I don't think they accept money. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm not saying he's going to win. If I had to put money on somebody to win six man of it's the year right course. now, oh, God. Come back to me. Go Batiste ahead. Thibel. Go ahead, Harry. Go <laughs> ahead. Sabonis. Uh, six man of the year. Man. Um, give me Pat Connaughton. Back. <laughs> Pat Connaughton. He might start for them, man. Alex Caruso. He should win every award. I'm trying to give an answer other than Lou Will because Lou Will is the right, consensus. Right, it's, ch- it's chalk. Maybe Bogdanovich on Ooh, the Kings. Ooh, like that. That was nice. I like that. Defensive player of the year, Depoy. Um, let's see. Go Process back. plays 75 games. I'm going to give it to Gobert. You know, actually, I think people are tired of voting for Gobert. You think so? Yes. I yeah. think he's got one more on him, and then people will get tired of him. Maybe. Who else are you going to go? I mean, I got one. Who's Go, go for it. Pascal Siak. Pascal. What? I like it. 
Yeah, he he wants to find a niche for himself. If he has a couple of big defensive games early in the season, people are going to be like, oh, that's what he's good at. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, that's what I'm good at. Okay, I'm going to just, you know what, that's that's my goal this season. I don't see it just because his offensive load this year is going to be so enormous. that that's an infrastructure offense. I think they just run sets, really? and I think that they just, Nick Nurse just... He, Designs plays. I'm changing my pick. Anthony Davis is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. He's floated it out there. Um, he's going to have to carry a mediocre supporting cast. I think that you know he. I mean, we forget about how good he is defensively because he missed the second half of the season with his holdout, whatever the fuck that was. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Anthony Davis instead of Gobert. I agree with the. Uh, Can Gobert I give an fatigue. extremely, extremely dark horse? Matisse Thybul. Marcus Smart. Because I think Boston could end up finishing with the best record in this conference, and I just think like. Uh, somebody's going to have to take home some hardware. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, most improved, um, Monzo Ball. I've been waiting for this one. Oh, hit me. I've been holding this back from hit you, me. too, for Blow this your moment. Load. Colin Sexton. Oh! Jesus. Oh! That would be something. Oh, I think God. he looks phenomenal. I just lost consciousness. Wow. What? He's Colin the worst defender Sexton. in the league. Oh, my God. Colin Sexton. Damn, you have a thing for, like, speedy point guards that never year. pass. That speedy point guard. Have He's big hair. an athletic freak. I thought That's when I was strong. watching him on YouTube on He's a below uh, the rim Free Dawkins, freak. I thought he. I thought the thing was in fast-forward mode. Shout out to Free Dawkins. He was going so fast. Yeah, yeah, for real. The real MVP. Free, do- free, free Dawkins, Dawkins or House of Highlights? Oh, Free Dawkins. Free Dawkins. Right there. Put it there. Hey, yeah, you know it. Right there. Uh, look, I mean, that's a very um, interesting pick. Look at how you both reacted to Colin Sexton. There is the narrative. People are already You're out. Right. I don't care what his numbers were last year. People are out. So he can he can kind of incrementally improve on don't his numbers. Don't these most improved teams come from teams that are going to be like in the play? Like Because last year it was Pascal, De'Aaron, the, and D'Angelo. Here's, here's the thing why I don't think that'll happen. The most improved player of the year award for the last like seven years has always gone to a guy that's been in the league. This is his third year. I don't know why. That's just always how it goes. It's like somehow the narrative works out that it's like when it's your third year in the league, you get consideration for it. Mm-hmm. Sexton is a, is a sophomore. Mm-hmm. I just Lowry he doesn't really huh. Lowry marketing. I could see someone like Lowry. Lowry's already good though. I, I don't see yeah. him. That's the problem with his narrative. Yeah, I mean he's gonna jump I, like. Two I look or three at someone like a like a Bam Adebayo. I mean, if Tatum breaks out the way that you think he will, I mean he's a shoot Maybe, runaway. But sometimes if I mean, he jumps from sixteen to twenty four. Sometimes voters have trouble with this award though, rewarding someone who was expected for stardom. Sure. And I mean Tatum wasn't coming out of Duke, but as soon as he got into the league, like he boomed LeBron and it was like a whole thing. So it's like I'm not sure you have to you know uh, revert expectations to win this award. I think. I could see something like Bam doing it. Now, you just talked about, obviously, the consensus with this award is like a third-year player. What if I threw you a scenario where T.J. Warren, a guy that's Jesus been considered Christ. a role player his whole Love it. career, ends up becoming in a team that needs scoring. Dude, he, he could be the leading scorer 24 yeah. game, yeah. and then all of a sudden, that's his narrative. I think he will be considered for it. Okay. For sure. I think T.J. Warren is what he is. Um, I agree. Coach of the year. So I he think, win the award. I think Mike Malone, Doc Rivers are guys that stand out to me. Um, Jim Boylan. I tried to not do this yet. I tried to not do <laughs> I like this to, yet. I, I like didn't want to pick two bulls. He is 70 to 1 right now. I like now. to go to that. And if, this guy. if I'm right and they go from 22 to 45, Look, it's, it's a good dark horse pick. Put a hundred on it. It's put a hundred on it. I'm already, I already right now. All not a hundred. I don't have that much money. Back. Coach but of the year. Um, can we go through some like the the favorites? Brad Stevens, Mike Malone, uh, Doc Rivers, isn't it? It is. But I mean, the, the West is so, or the uh, the sorry, the league is so wide open this year that I think it's it's one of those things where it's like you're not not going to get rewarded for getting the number one seed. Okay, but there's only one number one seed, and what if it's the same team that did it last year, like Mike Malone? 
What if it's Budenholzer again? They would have to get incrementally better right. to make your voters point. be like, oh, that guy. If I mean, it all depends to me who gets the number one seed in the West. I think that's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Um, if the Nuggets have the season you think they're going to have, I think that they give it to Malone. If the Clippers have the season I think they're going to have, I think they give it to um, to uh, Coach Doc Rivers. I disagree. Um, I don't think it's going to go to the West because mm-hmm. the te- teams in the East have much lower, Brett lower Brown? Ex- expectations. Brett Brown? Bre- no. Is that Brett Brown's The Sixers have very high expectations. <laughs> teams in the East have such low expectations that whatever coach subverts those expectations and, and I know, I, Jim Boylan fits the profile. I said he's a good dark horse. Bud won it last year. Bud won it last year, but now, like now, like the 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 conversation is even more one sided. We're like, there's there's teams like, um, like what's a, what's a team in the East that's not expected to do anything other than the Bulls? Let me just get a, Steve a new example with the Magic. Yeah, like a Steve Clifford or, or somebody that if if the Coach of the Year, I think also has to surprise. Usually, that's just usually how voters yeah. do this, and it's like who's going to surprise in the West? Nobody. I mean, if Brad Stevens has a good season with the Celtics, yeah, where they're, they're the number, number one, one or the number two, I could see that. Nick Nurse. I mean, if he keeps sure. the Raptors afloat. Um, in the top four mix, um, I mean, maybe Spolstra with Jimmy Buckets. a lot Buckets. of good coaches in this league. For sure. There's a lot of bad coaches, too. There's a ton of bad coaches. That's all the time we have for today. We ran over 90, <laughs> he 90 minutes. talking about Brett Brown. Yeah, I mean, what you say about Brett Brown hurts my feelings. That's it for this episode. Let's uh, go, Jim Boylan. This is a sports podcast. Be sure to check us out next week. Garpacks, exec of the year. Our NFL <laughs> recap, <laughs> week eight, Garpacks, executive of the year. And Can they GM the Bears too? Maybe we'll do an emergency podcast if something crazy happens to the NBA. Peace out. Later.